Hello, my name is Ray Hurd. I am the voice of Admiral Kizaru of One Piece, and you are listening to Trap Anime. Nice. Nice, okay. All right, now let's try Topo. Okay. Hello, my name is Ray Hurd. I am the voice of Topo of Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to Trap Anime. Ah, that was amazing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. That's wonderful. I, I I appreciate that. Okay. So, uh, are you are you like a big anime fan? Do you watch a lot of anime? Oh yeah. Um, I haven't watched as much recently. The last thing, <clears throat> the last thing anime wise that well. I like a lot of different types of animation in general. Um, I say a lot of different types, but I like animation in general. But uh, I am an anime fan, and um, uh, uh, that genre specifically, yes, I'm, there's quite a few properties that I've. Um, <laughs> what's the most? What's the most recent? The... What's the most recent anime that you started watching and you liked? Uh, Attack on Titan. Nice. Now that's that's been something I've been following since you know for a long time. But um, the 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 last season just ended, you know, so many a couple of months ago. Right, well, right. I say ended, ended, but you know, kind of with yeah. the with the final yeah. part, part yeah. three. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, I, and I talked to I talked to um, I talked to um, uh, um, oh my gosh. Um, um, he's a buddy of mine. He's actually the director, uh, McFarlane, Mike McFarlane. I talked to Mike about this uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Dude, you know, first I congratulated him on how nice it was, and how you know the, the that part of the ending that we got to, and then I then I went and watched it because I hadn't watched it when I told him. Uh-huh. I just thanked him so much for what I, what I already knew about." And then, and then, and then I, I came back later because I was already I'd already seen part of it, you know. And mm-hmm. we were waiting for it was like a mid season finale, so we were waiting for the rest to come back. And then it did. And then I was like, uh, and then I, I I watched it, and I'm I'm like, where's the, what the heck they made landfall? Like, what's the, you know, what, what, what's the conclusion? So I go back and I talk to him, and, and he's like, oh man, you know, we're probably. You know we're gonna have to wait and see, and you know we don't know when it's gonna come out. And usually when these those things happen, it's nothing that that uh, uh, Funimation, who's now Crunchyroll, can really do about that kind of stuff. It's not right because most of the stuff really comes from to. overseas anyway. So it's just right. like when it when it all comes animation wise, it all comes from Japan. I mean, there's not even it's not like we're even getting scripts. You know, they come so early. You know, you have to wait for that, for them to process things first. So it's um, it's one of those things that's just not a whole lot we can do about it. So that's pretty, that's, that was the gist of what he told me. And I was like, oh, man. So, you know, but of course, that's, why, that's how a six-season show turns into a 10-year show. Man, you can go to the source and say, hey, man, I need my episodes. What you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's nice to talk, be able to talk to him. Yeah. But it's still kind of a... You know, we're all still playing the same game. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we as voice actors are in more weight than than production staff. So because they got to get they They get it and then they have to process it, you know, with the writers and everything else. It's, it's a, it's so a, it's you a guys are all kind of like the, the last element, would you say? Like right. the last piece of the yeah, puzzle. What you call 
yes, the voice actor is what you call post-production. So that's the that's that's when everything else is said and done. You know, we, we come in at the end. Everything and decided. Then, everything's done. You done. They done animated it. Yeah. They said this. All right, now here you come in and do this. They put their special touches on. Well, it. and and that's that's what's funny about the whole thing. It's like, it's like imagine reading the Genesis story, and <laughs> the, it, it, and instead of it making you know making Adam and then then adding the soul, it's like like we're the we're the. Uh, let me put it this way to make it simple: we have to breathe life into the. The production, you know, we breathe life into the characters. So it's uh, it's like, you know, they make the body first. So it is kind of like the Genesis story. You know, they make the body of it first and then afterwards we, we give it the soul. So it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a um, but it's not easy to do because everything is, like you said, decided, you know. So when we come in, you know, we have our ideas and the way we have to approach it. And, and we're still. You know, there's still things to be figured out and how to approach the character because it's if it's already established in Japan or in China, wherever the uh, the genre comes from, the animation comes from, then you have to uh, figure out the best way to still approach it. And because uh, they have an idea of what it should sound like, but you know, depending on the character, they may not really know. You know, they they just have what they think it should sound like, and then you bring something to the table, and it's like, oh. That's completely different, especially if it's uh, a character that's never been read for before. Like, let's say um, it wasn't an import. It was something here, you know, uh, and, and they made the cartoon. They produced everything, written the story and all. And you have to breathe life into the character. Then it's a completely different ball game then because you don't even have a point of reference. Right. Because right. <laughs> Tom goes such a long way. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's stories on YouTube you can listen to for free. Where, you know where they, the, you'll hear the voices of Pinky and the Brain and all, and those guys from back in the day, and they talk about how they had to do that stuff. And, and I've done it myself, and it's 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 yeah, it's it's a challenge. Huh. And here we go. This is the real anime podcast. We bring trap to the anime, and I am Token Day. I am Strong Arm. This is the Trap Anime. And this is Trap Anime. We always in the trap room with anime and rap. My arms stay strong, grabbing tokens while I lap. Just stay gone when I snap. I doken when I tap. If you're looking for some trap anime, then here's your map. We always in the trap room with anime and rap. My arms stay strong, grabbing tokens while I lap. Just stay gone when I snap. I doken when I tap. If you're looking for some trap anime, then here's your map. Here's your map. Here's your map. Here's your map. Hmm. We gotta wait a little bit because we got this commercial break about to come up. So, uh, hold your horses, bitch. It's Doug Dimaclone, one of the Pimpsdale nigga gnome, and I'm here with Naruto Nigaraki. Too much shit on your plate? Clone. Too many tests around the house? Clone. Too much to do at work? Clone. Then I got a thing for you. Hi, I'm Naruto Nigaraki with a clone for each and every one of your bullshit ass needs. Clones, clones, clones! We got your red clones, blue clones, yellow clones, purple. Clones! We got your one clone, two clones, three clones, four. Fuck it, maybe a hundred clones. Clones, clones, clones! 
Weak ass members need saving? Hold! Can't satisfy your wife? Hold! Hold! Need to rob a couple of niggas? And now, this world shall know pain. I got them clones for ya. I got the clones for you. The hip bone niggas do the clone bone. Warning, side effects of clones are Tokmo Jusu, depression, process of power, and tons of pill episodes. If you experience any of these symptoms, we don't give a fuck and you should probably go fuck yourself. If you are allergic to clones, contact your doctor immediately because that is cap and you are full of shit. Come on down to death and get your clone on the way. Clone, clone, clone. Welcome to Trap Anime, everybody. I am your host, Strongarm. I am Mrs. Strongarm. And we are here today with one of my favorite voice actors, like Mr. Ray Hurd, the voice of not only Top from Dragon Ball Super, but also the voice of Admiral Kizaru from One Piece. Give it up for... This is the wrong voice. I don't know. I'm not sure. Which one I should say? Which is, am I in the wrong studio? <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. What's happening, y'all? I had to... <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. Great to be here. And you also do a lot more voices, too. Those are just your top two voices, right? <laughs> well, those are... It It. It kind of... Well, not necessarily, because um, my voice is... Uh, uh, I voice Silky from My Hero Academia. Right, right. The literal um, Navy SEAL, which was so funny to me because he is literal Navy SEAL. <laughs> I mean, that's just you couldn't have you couldn't have you know you couldn't have asked for a better character. Right, <laughs> like how you be a Navy you know, and a SEAL, right. but you were still a SEAL. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. We got living Navy SEALs, right? Yeah. I mean, but he is an actual Navy SEAL. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like he is a half SEAL, half man in the Navy. It's like you could never, you know, it's Marine Ops. It's, you could have asked for a better character. And that was the first character that Funimation um, at, uh, uh, allowed me to uh, do an actual character voice on. Something different from... Well, it, uh, I say that because Kizaru, Admiral Kizaru is a character voice, but it's uh, it's still really close to my natural speaking voice. Okay. So that was the first character I, I had done with them that I had. Well, I take that back. It's the second character, but it's the it's the char- it's the one that uh, the second character that I've done uh, an actual character voice where it sounded nothing like me. And uh, that one gave them the trust they needed in me to allow me to do other character voices okay. uh, that were completely different than my own and that was that that, that that character opened that door for me so that was a lot of fun so yeah that's uh, Admiral Kizaru uh, uh, Top or Topo whichever you prefer and uh, um, uh, that one uh, uh, Selkie and I'm thinking hey, those are the, the biggest characters I'm known for okay okay so oh, how I do tons of characters so how long have you um, actually been voice acting? Oh, well, professionally since 2013. Okay. Who's your first uh, voice? 20, 20, 20, yeah, 20, 2012, 2013. But uh, my, and my first voice, um, yeah, but I, but, well, to finish that question, uh, but I've, I've been voice acting much longer than that though, as a whole. Uh, probably since uh, yeah, really since 2004. Okay. So 
Yeah. Almost, so you, almost 20 years. Yeah, about 18 years so far. I don't like to say yeah. 20 years after I say 2000 <laughs> something. It's, it's, it, it doesn't uh, wait, feel wait, right wait, yet. It still feels weird saying 20 years and 2000 anything. It just doesn't feel doesn't mm. feel natural still. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still weird to me to say that we're in the year 2022. <laughs> that is still strange to me. I mean, and I'm kind of an old head now. So, I mean, when it comes down to uh, when it comes down to to saying that year, I mean, most of the movies that came out when I was uh, a kid, I should say, all of those were like like Transformers. The the animated movie came out in 1984. And the, and the year in that movie was the year tw- uh, 2005. <laughs> 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 and so, okay, Back to the Future 2 happened in 1986 or 7, 1987. Uh-huh. And it was 2015, right? Or something like that? the year 2015. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> so when 2015 happened, that's, of course, why Jimmy Fallon had... Uh, not Jimmy Fallon, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, oh, what was his name? Michael J. It was another, uh, uh, the other Jimmy, uh, from Channel 8. Uh, uh, anyway. Kimmel. Was, uh, uh, Jimmy the, Kimmel? The, the other show, uh, Kimmel. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, he had them, Doc Brown and then Marty McFly come on, on the show out of the DeLorean like they had just got here. Right. That was just really crazy. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, you had, your question was, which was my first character, right? Uh-huh. Um, my first character was, um, that I'd ever done. Uh, anime wise was uh, <coughs> uh, 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 in fairy tale. That was Azuma. And, oh, okay, uh, yeah. That that was interesting to say the least. Uh, he was um, well. The best way I can put it is, a lot of people consider him a black character, but he was definitely a character of color. And uh, um, definitely. And uh, <laughs> you know, of course, I'm you know black man speaking for him, so. <clears throat> You know, the, uh, the, <laughs> they say uh, they yeah, want yeah. you to put the, the blackness on them, put the swag on. Put <laughs> they the, say you gotta breathe soul I, into the animation. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I had it was my it was my my best Kevin Conroy impersonation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when I did that character, uh, you know the Kevin Conroy Batman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that was my best impersonation of him as Batman. At doing that character, and so I was, you know, that's this the only voice I can imagine him having. That's a cool fun fact. Like that. <laughs> so right. that was my thought process going into that character, and uh, that was uh, that was that was a really cool character to do. And I, I mean, and that year was an awesome year for me because, um, uh, well, the following year I'd won an award, and. Um, well, I say the following year, excuse me. There was, uh, I don't know when exactly it hit, but it was like the, the, the next year or two later or whatever. But they, they put out, uh, uh, they had behind the voice actors had this, uh, 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 they have this award they give out every year for uh, uh, breakthrough voice actor of whatever year and all those different things. And so I won an award in 2014 for breakthrough voice actor of that year because Funimation at that time they were notorious for only hiring actors to do one, maybe two characters in a year. Mm. And I did four. 
Oh, nice. So I like shattered the record. Oh, and I, yeah. You know, and I and I always I, I love the fact that when you go back and look at that registry and you see all of the guys that I beat out and all the all the guys and girls that I beat out, it was uh, Chris Savage was one of them. So I can always just give a nice fist pump. Oh yeah, that's yeah, always that's a, a nice little high. <laughs> bad guys everywhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, a good one. I like to I like to dig at him every now and then and mess with him. He's a great guy. I really I really like that guy. I love, I love that guy a lot. I see Steve because he's. He's, he's he has been a had an indelible mark on my career in terms of uh, helping me. That's so, nice. That's yeah, good. I like to hear that. Awesome you say Chris Sabin, right? Oh yeah. That's the voice Chris of yeah, yeah, the voice of Zoro, <laughs> Gohan, <laughs> Vegeta, All Might, <laughs> the legend himself. <laughs> you go to any kind, his line is around the corner, <laughs> out the door and around the corner. Right. I um. I am, uh, I am, uh, I mean, I'm a fan of his as well. So when I met him, you know, it was really cool. I just try not to geek out when I when I meet some of these guys. And, uh, <laughs> right, because they'd be like, I'm, I'm supposed to be a celebrity myself. I can't just be geeking out to other celebrities. Yeah, you know, it, Composure. Yeah, Love, those are my favorite too. videos to watch. Yeah, celebrities yeah. geeking over <laughs> other celebrities. Do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, like, I mean, I'm a fan too. Like, uh, like, uh, you know, anything Dragon Ball. Like, I mean, I grew up with the franchise, so like, it was, it was a, 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 a big thing for me, especially Z, because Z came out in the '90s. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was a really really it it, it, it was perfect for that generation you know any it Gen was. Xer and all mm-hmm. it, it really was it, it was because um, we were good it, we were going it, from it, Tom it, and Jerry and we needed something more than that and they provided. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's it's one of those things. And so when I when I I, I did the Kamehacon recently, and uh, it was at the beginning of this month, and um, my birthday is on May the second, so I was like, you know, what a better way to spend my birthday, but you know, with with the fans and with the people that I love to. Oh yeah, shout out to Kamehacon because that's actually where we met you at. We met you at Kamehacon, so shout out to Kamehacon. That's right. That's right. So yeah, it was it was. I mean, you know, meeting all the Canadian actors and actresses and the um, uh, and uh, uh, some of the American uh, actors and actresses as well was really cool. And then of course Faulkner, Bruce Faulkner. I mean, you know, he made the music that you know a lot of people have their issues with it, but that was my introduction to Z. You know, so, it was. Like, you know, Rock the Dragon. I I was I'm all right with. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Dragon Ball Z was for anybody I heard, but I'm like, you know, it was what it was. Now yeah. it got it got everybody into anime. If it wasn't for Dragon Ball Z, I don't think I'd be as much of an anime fan as I am today. It'd be a lot of late bloomers. It would okay. be way late. Well, you know the the funny thing about that is that when I was a kid watching a lot of cartoons, I had no clue how much anime that we were already watching and right yeah that yeah. part too yeah i, I found you know, that out in later you know years, we like... had g-force uh gundam mm-hmm. uh, uh, mobile suit gundam yeah uh then later on gundam wing then uh before that it's a cartoon that a lot of people don't remember called uh, uh techno man it was called i think tech man uh in japan mm-hmm. but it was techno man here in america <laughs> it was i mean we had we had i mean all of these different shows even gi joe was drawn by japanese artists right yeah. you know what i mean and the uh, power rangers and stuff hero, like that you know what I'm yes you know and power rangers i mean and people don't understand that's funny because i was talking to my wife about this the other day it's like power rangers 
And she hated Power Rangers. But I, like <laughs> I love Power Rangers. That was like, my. Oh, man. Like, everything, you know, I mean, we used to watch the old uh, uh, Godzilla movies and stuff when they were puppets, you know, back in the. the, the oh, yeah. Back when the old, <laughs> yeah, all of the older movies that came out in the 60s, 70s, you know, and all of that. And uh, I was, I watched that kind of stuff as a kid. And so when the Power Rangers came out, it was just more of it. And then Ultraman. We had Ultraman. Right? Yes, Ultraman. Right, which is actually, I mean, that's all it was. So when the Power Rangers came out, it was just an, an, it, it, a new generation getting to see this, that, that old stuff, but just done in a new way. And so, I mean, even to this day, you know, Power Rangers is still a staple of, of uh, that, that, that genre of, of, uh, of uh, TV and movies. Each you know? generation and get their so, own back. And it, it, yeah, you know what I mean? And so each generation has gotten to sample that stuff. And when it comes down to the anime stuff, I mean, if you give me Star Blazers, like it's so many different shows that were anime that we we just didn't know that's what it was, you know? And then a lot of them were drawn by Japanese uh, animators. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, you know, but they were, you know, it, it, so we just did a Voltron. All of that, you know, was, was exactly what it was. Thundercats, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we just didn't know. We just didn't know that that's what was... Uh, that's what it was. So, yeah, I was introduced to it as, at a really young age. I mean, a lot of that stuff. I mean, some of that stuff is is had become anime that wasn't initially, but the but the majority of what I named off was Speed Racer. Speed Racer, Speed Racer definitely was. It was definitely you know, yeah, an anime. That was, yeah. Right before anime was anime. You know what I'm saying? Before so you even knew what it was. Right. And so I got into Fatal Fury. Was my big thing when I uh, as a kid. Uh, mostly uh, the Fatal Fury movies, and those were uh, about the Bogart brothers and Joe Higashi and mm -hmm. Mai Shiranui, all of those characters. And um, I had gotten a lot of my friends into anime through Fatal Fury, and uh, they made the games. And I was a big friend, uh, a big uh, fan of the franchise. Uh, uh, Neo, Neo, Neo Genesis, I think it was. Uh, uh -huh. Made came up, uh, uh, had the, uh, the property rights for it uh, in sync. And uh, then, then later on, Capcom and all, and they started to uh, uh, match over. But all of those were genres of uh, anime from back in the day, Fist of the North Star, all of that stuff. So, I mean, I've been a fan for many, many years. Matter of fact, it's so funny because I was, uh, I'm, I'm auditioning for something related to one of those. Okay. That I named off, but I can't. So I, He's going to drop us a little something, specify. but can't give it to He's us. He said, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to It's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing an audition for one of those things. Uh, so, so. Well, good luck with that. It's, uh, I hope you get that. Yeah, yes, thank you. It's, uh, it's some. It's some. I don't know really what's going on or if they're coming up with new stuff or whatever for it, but for one of those animes, but uh, it's going to be really uh, cool from what it looks like. And so Can't wait. I'm excited about uh, just having the opportunity to audition. But uh, yeah, it's, it's man, it, I mean, I've, like I said, I've, I've been in it for a long time, liking those characters and, and, um, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it wasn't really a hard transition. <laughs> okay, so who would you say is your favorite character to voice? My favorite character to voice. You know, I, I keep I get that question, and uh, it's hard to to say. Um, if I had to, if I had to narrow it down, um, I, I'd say that top is probably the most fun well it's kind of, it's kind of stuck between he and uh silky 
Okay. Because Cause you actually get to do something different than your actual normal voice. Right. I mean, and I love doing characters because, uh, and when I say characters, I mean like in a character style voice, like where it's nothing like my own voice. I mean, I, I enjoy doing those because it's more of a challenge for me and it's, it's, um, it's a completely different personality that I have to put to it. Yeah. You know, it really stretch, stretches me to have to do those. And so, um, I enjoy doing them and, you know, I can go come in and out of them pretty, pretty easily. And, uh, you know, you know, Selkie's register is, you know, much more this way. So he's got a gravel to his voice. <laughs> he talks and, you know, he's got gills and flippers and stuff, you know. So it's like he's got stuff going on with him, you know. So it's like, and then he's got the walrus teeth or, or mm-hmm. the uh, seal teeth, excuse me. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a lot of fun to do that character. And then he has this weird cute thing he does. Where he's trying so hard to be cute. Oh yeah, the little cute face. (laughs) Right, you know, but at the same time, he's such a tough-looking character, you know. (laughs) And it's like, dude, you're like one of the most tough-looking masculine characters. But then he puts on this really cute look, you know, and everybody tells him like, "Stop, please stop." And he insists on doing it, you know. And so I, I really enjoy that character. But I think it's a cross between him and Top. This being my favorite, Kizaru, he's really so cool and mellow. You know, his uh, I, 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 it's a part of him in me in terms of his overall attitude towards uh-huh. things. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm way more top-like in in how I get excited. You know, I get excited about things, and I'm, I'm, you know, all of a sudden I'm loud and stuff. So top is top is not hard for me to get to. But when I voiced him for the first time, like that was a challenge uh-huh. because Top is, you know, he's not here where I am now, or he's not even he's here. He's here. He's way up here. You know, he's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Be gone, like, villain. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I mean, you, you're, you know, I'm yelling with Top, you know, and so I'm putting a lot of effort into it. I mean, I sweat every time I did. This. The the, uh, the character and so mm-hmm. you know I hope they I hope they bring him back in another another uh, you know with more uh, Dragon Ball stuff but uh, I hope so yeah, too it's that was yeah is it his his regular his you know him outside of God mode he's so amped up you know I I I, I can appreciate his his fervor and his charisma and his overall attitude towards justice and everything like that I can appreciate that character so I, I, I like him a lot so so I'm assuming know, I'm so, so I'm assuming that we don't see top in the, the newest Dragon Ball Super movie <laughs> say again I'm assuming that we don't see top in the newest Dragon Ball Super movie I don't know you <laughs> that information <laughs> So One of those say. he can't say it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I honestly, in this case, I don't know. I really mm. don't. I haven't gotten any word on it yet, so mm-hmm. I can, at this point, neither confirm nor deny. But it's, mm. and it, but it's honestly because I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, if they, uh, if, uh, if, if uh, uh, Chris passes me anything, lets me know. Or, uh, or or whomever may be handling it, right? Yeah, I'd, uh, hopefully they don't. Well, you know, if it's not treated like a Marvel movie, 
then yeah, I'll, I'll probably be able to talk a little about it. But you know, it's it's uh, I'm I'm hoping. So I don't know. I don't know really what's going on with it. And a lot of that stuff with uh with the Dragon Ball stuff, like I I I got after being with Funimation for a while, um, I uh, did my first um, I remember my first job that I did with uh, Chris Savage Studio, and it was for um, Ip Man Three. Mm. Um, I don't know if you follow the the Ip Man franchise. I always say Ip Man, mm-hmm. but, you know that's the way they say it, accent wise. But with Donnie Yen playing uh, Bruce Lee's uncle, oh. and uh, part three, part three was um, uh, Mike Tyson. You know, Ip Man faces Mike Tyson. Yeah. So they did this audition where they needed the Mike Tyson sound alike, and so I said, okay, well, you know, I'll go for it. And so I did, and uh, the next thing you know, I get a call and. Uh, they told me that, uh, or an email message actually, and they let me know that uh, uh, they wanted me to come in for the character. And I, and when I came in, I was like, "How many other guys went for this?" And it was like maybe 300 some odd guys or whatnot. And so I was like, "Wow, you know, I was really honored to." Wow, uh, to be I did up. not know what. What did so, you What did you do on that? You so did. This, I did Mike Tyson. Okay, so, so when when uh, so when the audio came out from that in the Cantonese version, if you watch it on Netflix, you've got maybe three different options to watch it in. Well, two of them are the Cantonese, which is the original version, that's the Chinese version, uh-huh. and the original audio. That's when you listen to Mike in that one, you hear Mike Tyson. When you listen to it in the English version, you're hearing my voice. And so, the, wait, uh, wait, wait. So, so you're telling me that you're hearing your voice in the actual English version, but the Cantonese in the version. Cantonese version, is Mike's actual voice. It's Mike's actual voice. Wow. The audio was so bad in the Cantonese version, it was so bad that they uh, that they had to uh, re- they had to fix it, they had to Ooh. dub it. And so um, uh, they sent it over to Chris Savage's studio. He has his own studio. That's crazy. And uh, I uh, uh, you know, auditioned for it, they picked me up for it and I did it. So. It's a little bit lower tone. I mean, uh, my cousin, I have a cousin that just found out about this recently. He's like my big brother. And so it's so funny because uh, we grew up watching all this anime and stuff together and everything mm-hmm. too, and sharing these experiences. And he was like, uh, when it came down to uh, uh, that movie, he's like, yeah, I saw that movie and I knew when I listened to Mike, his voice was a little bit lower. So I was like, I know that's not Mike, but I didn't know it was you. I said, yes, it's me. And so uh, uh, what makes it worse is that the credits at the end, there were so many different companies that had dubbed it and, and, and dubbed it and dubbed it and everything that Chris's studio is not even at the end to get the credit. Oh, so man. it's like, you know, we don't even get our names on the project. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look it up, maybe if you Google it, you know, you might find it. But if you watch it and then wait for the credits to pop up at the end, they, they, they never do. And so, and trust me, I, I've tried. But yeah, the uh, yeah. So anyway, that was the first. The, the point of that is, is that once I got in, I started asking Chris. I said, Hey, you know, I'd love to do something with Dragon Ball. You know, would you let me, uh, you know, try out and do some some characters? And he was like, No, no, nothing's going on now. So I said, Okay, cool. A year goes by. Next year, nope, nope, not at all. Next year, they start doing. They had more stuff with Super going on, mm-hmm. where they were doing all of these different, you know, different shows and whatnot from Super. And I'm like, dude, let me get in. He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then year, then the fourth year comes around, and I'm like, hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, am I ever gonna get a chance? You know? And he's like, well, uh, he said, hey, I got some 
been perfect for you. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like, I'm thinking I'm finally gonna get my shot. And uh, so he puts out, uh, he uh, they they send out um, auditions for um, the coy- the coyote, the three coyote brothers whose names don't come to mind at the moment. Uh, uh, um, uh, the Danger Trio and Bergamot. Yes, yes, yes. And so I auditioned for all three of those guys. You know, I gotta get one of these guys. And he's like, nope, you can't have those either. And I'm thinking. Really? And so he's like, no, I got the character, the perfect character picked out for you. And so uh, when I first went in for it, uh, I, all I saw was what the fans saw, the hooded character. And he, gra- he catches the key blast and just breaks it up in his hand like it's nothing, smashes it. It's like, how dare you betray the, the gods? You know, it was something to that effect, you know? And it's yeah. like, oh man, who is this guy? And then, you know, then I come in a whole, uh, uh, you know, a whole week or so later, and I uh, get to see him, and then do the whole announcement where he, you know, jumps out and fights Goku and, or challenges Goku, and that was that was a lot of fun. I bet and that's was. when I had to. We had to find Top's voice at that point. They just knew me. They wanted me to do it, but we had to then find his voice. And so, and that was, a, and I, like I said, that was a challenging role because once I had found his 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 justice voice. Then he goes God mode. Right. I the God of distress. I started to. Yes. And so when I, once I was introduced to that, it was a few months later, and, and we did that one. And um, once I was introduced to that one, that version of him, um, I had to find a whole other voice for the character because yeah. he is no longer this justice, you know, uh, of this, this, this. Justice has justice been put aside at this point. You know, he abandons all of that stuff. You know what I mean? And so. I now have to reach a, a whole new depth. And when I started voicing him, I still was kind of in that mode. And, and I and I remember talking to, um, I believe it was Raleigh Pickens that did the uh, the editing on that, the sound editing. And so um, we, uh, I stopped and I said, you know, we, we were like, I asked him, I said, does this sound right, man? Is this, like, I don't think this is right. You know, we, we might need to work on it. And so we did and um, came up with, uh, a, a better version of what he would sound like if I'm abandoning the principles of justice and all the things that make him him and where he would be in his mind what that would sound like and that's how we came up with the God of Destruction voice <clears throat> and so yeah and then after that was over like two years passed and then they make a mobile game and I had to do the mobile game and I had zero reference <laughs> different engineer. I had zero audio. Usually you can get an audio reference from what you've done. It's like, hey, well, you know, you got any audio references from the character? And I was like, no, no, we're going to have to wing it. So I had to try to go back and, you know, and I had already watched some of Super to, to you know, to, to see my character and listen to the voice, but I didn't get any footage of the God Mode voice at that point. None of that was out. Oh, so you had to do the voice of God Mode before they even had it out. Basically, yes. So I so basically, there was no sample or vocal reference. And when you do a lot of different characters, you know, in other projects, you don't always remember <laughs> where you, you know, where you left. If I come in the studio and, and I do an Italian character and I have to speak like I'm from Sicily, you know, but with uh, an American act, you know, with an American 
uh, uh, speaking English, yeah. American English, with a with an Italian accent, a Sicilian accent. It's like, and then I do another character where it's a, it's a French accent, and then another one with a Russian accent, and then I do all these different Southern dialects, and then all of a sudden, hey, why don't we come back to this other character that you did like two years ago? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to play that for me, please. <laughs> you know, it's, it's challenging. So you know, it's, that's why they call it voice acting. Because <laughs> you have to, you have to be able to, to to act act. Yeah, you have to be able to act like you know. You have to be able to act like you didn't miss a beat. You know, it's like you're still there. You're still in that mode. And so like yeah, it should still be the same like, voice, right? Praying, <laughs> yeah, you know. So I was praying that the mobile game. Everybody liked it. They said it all turned out good. So I haven't had a chance to play it myself, but uh, I hear it's really fun. <laughs> Okay, that's what's up. I think I've gone I've gone well beyond your question, I believe, at this point. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Hey, you know, good conversation is good conversation. Right. right. Uh, so, um, outside of what you voiced, what are some of your favorite anime anime characters? Uh favorite anime characters. Um Or just favorite animes uh, in general. Well, if I, okay, well, my first thought was um, um, going back to Attack on Titan, um, probably my favorite character outside of Aaron is, uh, my number one favorite character is Irvin. Oh, Aaron? Irvin. Irvin? Yeah, he's, or Irvin, you know, the way they say his name, almost like it's a Dutch or a German name, but uh, his character was you know when I talked to Mike about it I was like man that was like you couldn't have cast anybody better like <laughs> I can't remember the name of the voice act, voice actor that, that that does his voice but man he was he was awesome I was like I told him to give him my, my regards because that like he had the kind of he had the kind of captivating uh voice and and way about him that would make you follow him into the mouth of hell like he was just that kind of commander <laughs> he you know was I mean? like he made them you know what i mean it yeah just, you know you make you know you wanted to you wanted to to give your life to the cause you know and fight you and know, that made you be like you know what made, even if i gotta die i'm going he said keep going just keep okay. going keep yeah, wait right. you, know, you know what i gotta keep going believe. it is what it is <laughs> right. it's spellbinding i don't know what to tell you <laughs> Yes, yes, he made you believe. So it's uh, that's in that's one of my one of my favorite characters, uh, which kind of surprised me. I didn't I didn't expect that. Um, uh, let me see. Of course, you know, it's hard to beat out Goku. I love <laughs> Goku. Uh, when I was at the Kamehakan, funny story, um, uh-huh. the uh, there was a vendor there. Um, Oh man, I wish I could remember uh, his name off the top of my head. Um, but uh, he he did T-shirts, and so he and I, uh, uh, which he hooked me he hooked, he hooked me up to. He hooked me and my wife up with some nice shirts. I have to give him a shout out. I've been giving him shout shout out every chance I can because <laughs> he was he's uh, such a cool guy. But man, we get into it right over uh, something similar to your question. He, he was like, he started talking about why Vegeta was better than Goku, <laughs> and so. 
I walked into this and heard him talking about it and I'm like, okay, you know, and I listened to him and let him come to his conclusion. And he's like, yeah, you know, Vegeta had no, he didn't have anybody. He didn't have anybody show him this, that, and the other, you know, he beat all these guys when he was like seven years old or something. You know, all the stuff he did, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, you know, you know, he's that's why, you know, everybody talk about this Goku stuff and I'll put him up like he's the big dog or whatever, but that's why I'm with Vegeta. And I said, okay, cool. I get it. Vegeta's a cool character. I like him a lot, too. I said, but I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so so I tell him, and it's so crazy because most of this conversation is on Instagram. And I found it. as The guy that recorded it uh-huh. uh, 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 sent me the copy. And so I'm going to uh, send it out again on my Instagram page uh, and, and Facebook so everybody can see it. But like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably do that here uh, when we get off of the interview. But it's, uh, we go into, uh, I told him, you know, I basically gave him the rundown as to Goku is not a, uh, the kind of character Goku has and the kind of person he is. And I'm like, you say Vegeta had nothing handed to him. I'm like, Vegeta was the son. First of all, Vegeta knew who he was. He's the prince of the sands. Mm-hmm. His father, he knew who his father was. His father was the king of, 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 of the king of the sands. I said he knew what his planet was. He lived there. He knew what he knew what the sands were all about. He knew his history. He knew that there was a legendary super saiyan. He knew all of this stuff. He was trained by his people. You know what I mean? Like he was. He he. That's what's what he. Why he always touts his saiyan pride. I said he he. He never, there was never a point where he didn't know who he was or where he came from. Right. You know, and, and, and the best, you know, he even knew Goku's father's technique to make, make artificial moonlight. So I'm saying all this stuff, right? And the guy just gets really quiet. And so, and hey, but he started, but then he starts trying to shoot back, you know. But now, nah, you know, Vegeta went to this planet and beat all these guys at, at seven and stuff. I said, well, so Goku was sent as an infant to destroy Earth. I said, so. I mean, you know, as far as, I said, but here's the thing. I said, like I said, Vegeta knew who he was. I said, Goku had no tools. Vegeta had all the tools when he went out into the universe to fight. Mm-hmm. I said, Goku had none of that. And he still, when they met, he was still stronger than them. He was like, well, Goku got all this help from this person and that person. They just handed him stuff. They just gave him, they gave him. I said, no, they didn't. I said, Gohan, I said, he had to be adopted by Gohan, his grandfather. Right, said, so he, he just so luckily got adopted chance. by Gohan. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He found him, you know, in, in the pond. And then that's after Goku tried to bite his head off, then he dropped him off a cliff. <laughs> his head, his program has changed, and then all of a sudden he's doing prison. I said, so he had to decide to take him in. Then he trained him. And then he was like, well, sorry, that wasn't handed to him. He had to, you know, adoption. You, how many kids you know adopted, you know, went through a great process you know smooth transition you still have to you work he still have to work for it at the end of the day you know what I'm saying? he so, ended up by himself right. for a while good grandpa gohan and right, right. grandpa no gohan died he, <laughs> he killed grandpa gohan on accident and didn't even know it he was all by accident. himself you know what i'm saying that was his that was his that was his uncle ben moment you know that was his, <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying i'm like so i mean i said when vegeta met goku i said goku uh you know he kept trying to shoot all the stuff at me i said okay well let's bottom line it then I said when I said when uh, Goku met Vegeta, I said who asked who to change? I said Goku was ready to fight for his planet and his people. I said while Vegeta was fighting for uh, uh, his Saiyan pride and the and the Freezer Force or whatever, you know Freezer, which we didn't of course know existed at that point. But I said Vegeta asked saw Goku was so strong he asked him to join him. I said but when it was all said and done, who joined who? 
<laughs> yeah, he was like, no, 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 no. I said, that's right. I said, you can say what you want about Goku. I said, but Goku changed Vegeta with all that sand pride, with all that alien in him and all the crazy stuff, all the stuff he knew about being a sand and stuff. Goku made Vegeta an earthling. <laughs> Vegeta went and out there looking for him and, and came back to earth, earth and stayed. You know <laughs> Set up and, shop, and, and, started and, a family. And, yeah. <laughs> and he married an earth woman. Yeah. His, his best friend? Oh, well, his uh, best female you friend. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so I'm like, oh, so who had more of an effect on who? If he, Vegeta was so great, you know, and I said, and he, I said, and this breaks my heart. I said, because you make me have to tear down somebody I really like. Right. I really like Vegeta, I really <laughs> like, I really like Vegeta I but you know what? You're right. You, yeah. You, yeah. So Goku has right. that if you, if you can't you know, beat him, yeah. join him kind of pool around him. Exactly. 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 And I mean, join him to the point to where he married him to the culture. So I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, so he abandoned all that sand stuff, even though he still knew who he was. He abandoned it to the point to where, you know, he realized it was better being like Goku. So it's so much so that in the Babidi, the Majin Buu saga, before that really started and he, they fought against Babidi, he had to become a Majin just to, just to get rid of, just to change his heart, to fight against what his heart was telling him was, was right. Because he was affected. He tells Goku, I was affected so much by you. Yeah. Your positivity. Mm -hmm. He did. He, so, said, yeah. he said, I found myself and with a kid and family. And, and I all. liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And he was telling him, he said, this is the only way that I can fight you. Because I, so I needed an external evil force to make me fight you. Because your good is so, so much more powerful than my bad. You know, than my evil. So, I mean, you know, that's, that was deep. So, I'm like, how are you going to tell me he's greater than him? And then I, then I started telling him, you know, reminding him, well, who went Super Saiyan first? Vegeta went over and spoke to him So, when did he go Super Saiyan first? I said, because of what he was fighting for. He was fighting for himself but, and for his own pride. Vegeta cried. He was fighting for He said, Kakarot, you have right. to. I said, you have was to. fighting for more than himself. He was fighting for his planet, his people. You know, the universe, the history of the sins, everything he already knew, because Vegeta told him what happened to him and his father before he died, when mm -hmm. Frieza killed him. Mm -hmm. I said, so he's fighting for more than himself. And I said, and the person that's willing, the, the person that has more that he's fighting for is always going to be stronger than the person that doesn't. It's fighting for just himself. It makes a difference when you got a hungry, a hungry uh, family at home that you're fighting for when you're in the ring versus somebody that doesn't. It does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, your, your fight is gonna be a whole other kind of fight. <laughs> I gotta push a little bit so, harder. I gotta, I gotta make sure these kids you know, can eat. Absolutely. Gotta make sure my absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so, yeah, man, it's you know. So anyway, that was a bit of a tangent, but it's just more or less, you know, that that's why it's one of the things I we loved about Goku and you know uh, uh, going through, uh, 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 you know, growing up and, and with that character, it's like he was fighting for something. He meant something to people, you know. It's like it's like uh, Optimus Prime, same thing. You know, he, was, he meant something to people. What he stood for, what he represented. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you know, those characters were were great characters. So I, I really, um, and of course, Piccolo was always my dude too. You know, yeah. Shout out to Piccolo because, uh, and uh, I haven't told Chris this, but I'm like, you know, Piccolo's black in the black community. Y'all, you don't know this yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't broken to him yet. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know if he really knows that. I, <laughs> I never had that conversation with him. I was like, but man, you know, I always, I said, before I even knew other black people felt that way, I was like, Piccolo has always been accepted as black. Yes. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's pretty wide among us. 
<laughs> you need to go and whisper in there. Hey, you need to go and uh, relinquish that piccolo uh, voice, man. Go ahead, let me get that for you. <laughs> you know, the new, that, new, that new super season going to come up. You know, go and got that me... upgrade. Go and let his voice upgrade, let me go too. Right. Right. <laughs> They're not about to have that. <laughs> he ain't about to let that have that. <laughs> He's like, nah, it's right, mine. Right. You can't have it. <laughs> And then, of course, um, um, I do love, uh, I know it's, uh, I guess, a bit of a, um, a praise to my own character, but I, I, mean, I really love Kizaru as well, because he's, uh, he is, like, I mean, how do you kill this guy? Bruh. Yeah. He's completely unkillable. He's the most calm, chill character ever. Like, so you're no pretty, you're pretty um, a much of a One Piece fan, right? You pretty much watched a lot of One Piece, right? I, I, I do like One Piece. I'm, uh, I do, uh, I, I am a... Um, I, I, I'd say I'm more of a casual fan of One Piece. Like I, I really, I do love the character. Mm-hmm. I like the design. I like the overall concept and everything of One Piece. I, I've never really, really, really gotten into uh, uh, One Piece. Like my, I think the One Piece Z movie was really good to me. Like I, I it was. If I was to tell anybody to introduce anybody to One Piece, I'd be like, you need to watch One Piece Z Not just <laughs> because my character's in. Said not just for my character. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much well, because, of it though. I mean, so if you have so much of that yeah. you're doing on a regular basis, you, you can only be yeah. so much well, that, into and, it. And, and that can, right, you know, it, you know, it is. It's hard to to really nail down one down one genre and say okay, or, or not so much genre, but one uh, uh, one anime and say, well, this is my my uh, favorite, especially because of the fact because of that fact. You know, I do so many characters like I, I remember when they told me I had done over 200 characters and that was like maybe four four or five years ago now over 200 thinking, characters really? wow yeah you know and I was thinking really you know I mean I couldn't believe it like you know and most of which nobody's even uh, uh, I imagine nobody's even heard of but doesn't matter congratulations you know, a lot of, right you know, <laughs> that is work sir <laughs> that is work yeah, yeah it's funny because people um I had an uncle that asked me about that once and he was like, you know, so what do you what are some of the things you've done? And I remember being kind of stumped. It was one of the earlier it was one of the first times anybody really asked me that at that point and I was still kind of early in my career and, and I was like I wanted to pinpoint something and say, well, I do this, this, and this. Now, none of it he'd know about because right. he's not, he was, he's, he, he was, he's a he's a old school comic book guy okay. but he, he's never been in an anime spider-man so, batman or or, or or manga yeah the, the print editions right. <laughs> yeah he was into right you know like you said spider-man thor you know the, the avengers that kind of stuff and yeah and he was a marvel guy so even though he knew the top dc characters he was a marvel guy so anyway he asked me what i'm doing i was trying to think of ways to explain it to him and i'm like i i do so many different characters and so many different things it's hard to it's hard to say <laughs> so yeah you know and, and, and then a lot of what i do is uh unglamorous like um I, I do the anime stuff and i do the popular characters but i also do a lot of what i call blue collar voiceover work so you probably never hear that from anybody else but that's what i call it blue collar voiceover work so if you're uh <laughs> if you're familiar with the term blue collar you already know that means hard work yeah and uh so it, it's uh it's um it's uh <coughs> It's 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 a lot of um, a lot of different types of work for computer based learning things like that and a lot of other stuff that you didn't ask me about but there's <laughs> a lot of other stuff that you have to that you have that you have to do in this business also you know that uh, uh, well I'm not saying you have to but 
that you did that you know if you're not in the right locations uh for union work and things because there's a lot of there are a lot of things about it you know whether you're in the union or not in the union even as a on-camera actor same thing that uh there's certain benefits that come with all of that uh, speaking of uh, on-camera acting, you just recently was in an actual live movie, wasn't you? Uh, yes, I was in, I'm in a few things, actually. Um, I did a couple of movies. I did, uh, uh, one is called The Starter Marriage. Right, that's the one I'm thinking of, The Starter Marriage. You had, you... yeah. Arthur, Arthur Muhammad uh, directed that. He was the director of the movie Carter High, which... Is uh, it had Patrick Duff- Duffy in it? Vivica uh, <coughs> uh, Fox was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a few uh, names were in that. Um, and uh, which Carter High was is um, was a big deal here in Texas because Carter High uh, School down Dallas the street. Carter. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, we actually yeah, lived yeah, next yeah, door for about a three years. Uh huh. Yeah, we're in Dallas. You all are in Dallas. Okay, you're in Dallas. What did you say, Mr. Wrong Arm? Uh, we actually lived uh, next door to Carter High for about three years. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, I played them. I played them. I'm a Paul Lawrence Dunbar uh, uh, graduate. So, okay. I played, they were some of them. They were our rivals in the district. And so, you know, and then, and then they're the team that uh, that the uh, the other <coughs> team played in, in, uh, in uh, Friday Night Lights, the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. with Billy, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. You remember the, the Friday Night Lights had a TV series. Well, it came from the movie where that the, the team they played, it was 1988, I believe, uh, where they had the uh, the UIL championship. If, uh, as if it was called that then. But anyway, it was the district, you know, the state championship. And they played in football. They played against Dallas Carter. And those boys were huge in that movie. They were. And they were just that, they were that big when I played them. <laughs> when I played them when I was in high school. Sounds and I was thinking right. to myself, like, where do they find these guys from? They all look like pros. Everything's bigger and than so Texas. Anyway, the, yeah, but hey, what, Doug, I mean, they were bigger than they were bigger than me at the time. I mean, I'm I'm bigger now, you know, but at the time I was maybe I was I wasn't even six feet tall. Those guys were huge. They all looked like they were college or pro players. For those and, of uh, y'all that don't know, Mr. Ray, he is a huge guy. Like he is pretty huge. Like he's like how how tall would you say you are? Oh, I'm 6'10". Yeah, he's yeah, I'm 5'4". So, yeah, you know, so <laughs> imagine uh, walking up on him and being like, oh, yeah, them guys were huge. What? Somebody was huge to you? <laughs> you're huge. You're like, you're like a mini giant over here. <laughs> Yeah, at that time I wasn't I wasn't this big, nearly this this size. But yeah, um, that was uh, that was my freshman year in high school. But that, but uh, 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 but that was um, yeah. I mean, you know. So yeah, if you want to rate me against somebody, uh, I'm an inch taller than LeBron James. Put it like that. <laughs> okay. okay. So, but I'm four. But I'm but I'm four inches shorter than Shaquille O'Neal, and he is like one times bigger than me. Like, like if you remember <laughs> Tony Stark in, in, the, in, the, in the Iron Man movies walking yeah. into his suit, that's me and Shaq. 
Yeah, like like you like Shaq would be your suit. And it fits snugly. Yes, it fits it would fit just just right. Yeah, we uh I did I was a I was a stand in for him a couple of years ago, um, in Dallas and uh, at the Zaza Hotel in Dallas he came and did a documentary there. And um it was kind of well. It was it was really nice to see him. A lot of fun. We spent we spent the afternoon with him and uh, listened to his stories. But he comes in, and so I they needed somebody around his size to fit the setup for him, and so I did. And uh, uh, you know, it was it was pretty nice. And, I mean, that's a big guy. I mean, you guys think I'm big? Jack is huge. <laughs> and TV doesn't do him TV doesn't do him justice because he's there's no fat on him anywhere. I like, can imagine. He's not a he's he's not a meathead or anything like that. Like that guy is he's just diesel, man. Cock diesel. Just big dude, man. And he came he'd been working out then too. And man, he came in and, and I mean, it just was unreal. And I was like, this is what I look like to other people. Have you ever? Um, like <laughs> it's like this is the effect I have on other people. This same effect. Yeah, yeah. This is like... yeah, his hands are twice the size of my hands and everything. So anyway, it was just great to meet him. And when I stood right in front of him, that's when I realized that Iron Man effect I just described. Yeah, yeah. Literally, well, I could literally walk into you and nobody would ever know it. <laughs> and so yeah, that's how big he is. So it's it's crazy, but. Um, I forget what your question was originally, but yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen his uh, TikTok? Shaq's TikTok? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, Shaq has a TikTok and it is hilarious. Like he's always on there doing some kind of little dance or something with some little <laughs> like he's, he's yeah. crazy. He, no, he. I was gonna mention that he he did post one the other day with with his workout and um like full body like flex mode and there was no fat on this man and this was like last week oh yeah yeah so yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy and i mean you know he's he's you know he's in his early 50s i believe and he's man he's just yeah he's 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 a great guy i mean he really is oh yeah Uh, he he made life easier for me growing up because people didn't really know that giants were returning in the land (laughs) it's like hey we are here and this is us yeah you know and so yeah i'm like the little people on uh what's it horton Horton here we are here we are here we are here here. 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 (laughs) that's exactly where i was pulling it from he heard it (laughs) yes yes Uh, yeah i knew i knew where you were going so yeah that's how i felt you know and so he uh, he helped build a uh, 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 at the time it was Larry Shoe Store we had down here, and uh, it was like uh, it was like uh, uh, I mean at that time for a pair of shoes in my size at that time it was like buying a pair of Stacey Adams. I mean you're paying two hundred almost three hundred dollars for Ooh, a pair man. of Nikes, you know. Yeah. But he what happened is is his effect made things easier for guys my size. You know, they, they used to think that big and tall meant that if you were big, then you were shorter and wider. Right, and but that's not taller, the case. You were slender, right. And I'm both big and tall. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have things in my size so easily to find, you know, so easy to find. And I mean, it's still a challenge finding shoes from time to time, but you know, you know, it's much easier than it, much, 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 much easier than it used to be, so. I'm about to say, what size uh, shoe you wear, 30? <laughs> I'm being rude. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, uh, 
Uh, 1920. 19. Ooh. Uh, 19 in most shoes, 20 in some others. I can't even imagine trying to find some shoes that big. <laughs> like yeah, 1920? It's yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's just really is. so. Yeah, the uh, 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 I, you know, yeah, he 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 made things so much better for me. And uh, going back to the movie, um, uh, the starter marriage was the movie that I have done recently, and I I uh, uh, I was the, of course the biggest guy in, in the film physically, <laughs> but uh, working with uh, 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 so I was like uh, kind of like the pro, the former pro athlete friend in the movie of uh-huh. uh, uh, best best friend to the lead actor which was um, uh, Lynn Andrews was the lead actor in the movie and it's a romantic comedy and it's it, it's uh, it was really nice it was a lot of fun to do uh, Arthur Muhammad's really really cool, cool. Uh, where can you uh, find that movie much... was it streaming oh man where can't you find it is the question <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> it was last time I checked it was on everything Amazon um uh uh Tubi I think oh, okay. uh, uh, uh Microsoft uh, uh their service you can find it some of everywhere uh the best thing I tell you to do is look up the starter marriage streaming okay Google that and uh yeah, they give you the you list now most, yeah they do they give you the list yeah, everywhere most, you can find most it. services have it available there uh and then there's another project uh well there's another movie that i did called uh sheer pandemic and uh that was with um the, the director chasen lang and uh he's a good buddy of mine and and uh he that i got to play a uh i got to play a something of a gangster but like he was the head gangster like the head like i, I was it was it was the movie was based in the concept of um of uh, what was going on during the pandemic and so everybody in the movie represents somebody you may have known publicly you know somebody you know from the public sphere uh personality wise so everybody in the movie represents that in some way or another and so it's not political at all or anything like that it's just really just a good comedy and uh it's just just some of the ridiculousness of everything that happened and then at the same time uh 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 the, the, the main characters getting to this really they were the the they like a lot of people had trouble finding work and keeping work and some real that elements they find themselves in this yeah right you know things that people really went through but they but it, it made made a, a really funny comedy out of it and uh, i can already uh, imagine i play a bad guy <laughs> so yeah and uh, my introduction, just the way that Chris, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the other actors, uh, uh, Chris Clinton, um, you've probably seen him and didn't know you saw him. He, he does a lot of Windstar commercials. And uh, he's a really big guy. He's 6'5", big guy, big mm-hmm. muscle-bound guy. And uh, uh, he looks at me and he's like, they brought a giant. <laughs> and he's a giant guy you know yeah it was funny you know so he plays opposite me in in, in that uh, movie and it's called sheer pandemic and it's on most service streaming services that i know of as well um those are the two movies that i've done recently and uh and there's a series out uh that i was in called uh, breakers and okay. that's available on amazon prime Okay. And, uh, Breakers was a really, it's a really grounded, serious show, and uh, it's uh, uh, to simplify, it's uh, a character, uh, the main character, 
finds himself in a Groundhog Day-like scenario where he's repeating the day over and over again. Okay, okay. And uh, he's trying to save this girl that he find uh, that uh, that dies. He witnesses her murder, and he's trying to save her, thinking that that's the reason that he's going through this. But it gets way more complex and uh, way more, it's way more crazy than he could have ever imagined. And it's when you get to the end of it, it was like I remember watching it for the first time after I had done it, you know. And I was like, oh, this is so much cooler than I, I thought it was on paper, you know, when I read the script. <laughs> yeah. And Tears uh, and Lang directed that one also. And the cool thing about He's kind of like my Quentin Tarantino. He's that's what he's been for me, you know. Nice. Uh, he's uh, he's allowed me to. Uh, I don't play a lot of what you see in Hollywood, like guys my size, which was great about which if you remember Michael Clark Duncan, uh, the the big guy that was yeah. in Green Mile and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. He's uh, that was one of the things he did. He broke down those barriers for big guys where. Uh, between he and the rock <laughs> we weren't just bouncers and muscle men just to you know to to, to be what they call the heavy you know you're just a right big bad guy to beat up you know for the hero to beat up and stuff you know yeah like, that's why i like terry cruz's okay, character in brooklyn Nine-Nine. he's kind of right in you know, that same element like characters yes you know and so and he can thank you know he could thank michael clark duncan you know because michael clark duncan broke down it he did uh and the rock as well because he's six five you know he's a big dude now michael clark duncan was bigger and taller than him yeah but uh you know the guys like that really made that uh especially you know him being a dark-skinned man you know a black man and he went in and he showed that you could be something other than a slave right you know then 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 a lot of those types of characters and so uh chasing lang really allowed me more way more flexibility and the the characters that he gave me uh my character in breakers is a uh um, he's a he's a kingpin type character mm-hmm. I mean, he does a lot of dirty he does a lot of the dirty work for the politicians and people who can't be seen doing those things um, and he's it's not like i'm physically doing it myself he's got a he's got a company like a network his, type people type dude he's like a, he's like a, a, a yeah he's kind of like a gustavo frank you know from breaking bad or from uh, uh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like one of those types of characters, you know. And I, and I, I it, 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 and I didn't have to be five five to play him, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's just a, it's just a, a really cool thing. So thanks for asking about that. Yeah, those are, those are the things that are available now. So yeah, if anybody wants to check them out, there, Amazon Prime is, and uh, a lot of the other services have those, those movies and uh, shows available. So yeah. That's awesome, man. So, um, looks like we're getting close to our time. So, let's start wrapping it up. Um, I got one last question for you. So, okay. Um, for let's, I want you to give some advice to the future and upcoming wannabe voice actors. Mm. For the kids out there nice. that want to be voice actors kids, and don't know adults. how to be and don't know what to expect. Give them some give them some advice. Okay, technology has made things to where you don't have to you don't have to go through the old guard in order to become a voice actor. You can uh, you can actually uh, get your own setup put together for uh, under five hundred dollars, maybe maybe that at best, and uh, just to get started and start making money. Um, I know I did. Uh, I had about five hundred dollars for my for my setup. And, uh, and that's Mike and all included. And 
started. I got started and I actually started making money, you know, my first year. And uh, the thing is, is that, you know, you can't look at it and think it's going to be a, uh, you got to figure out which, which is best for you. Is it better for you to go um, to California or, you know, California is probably the Mecca of, uh, of uh, voice acting. Because, mm-hmm. uh, can you guys hear me? Okay, yeah. The uh, it's probably the mecca of voice acting because it's where most of the uh, it's where most of the the big networks and things are. Texas is a big town, a commercial town, so you can do a lot of great commercial work and things here, okay. um, both on camera and and uh, that way. But you know, you got to figure out which one works better for you. But technology does make it so much easier, where you can be in one place and work with people all over the world. And that's what's been my experience. Um, I work with clients in Africa and Slovenia. Um, I mean, all over China. Um, I just uh, finished um, a job with Microsoft, a uh, uh, contract that I fulfilled with them um, uh, recently. Uh, really, just last month we finished up, I believe. So yeah, and that was uh, and that was a Chinese client that Microsoft was working with to use my voice on uh, some work that, uh, projects that they had going. So I had done the same with Amazon and a bunch of other uh, 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 companies in other countries. <laughs> yeah. These are American, you know, com- countries. So you don't have to, you don't have to, uh, I guess the short of it is, is that you don't have to be bottlenecked into going to California and doing it that way. Uh, you can do it from anywhere. Uh, and uh, 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 and and don't think of it as a get rich quick scheme because it's not like you're gonna get one character or something and then that's it. You know, you gotta. It's a grind. You've got to build trust, uh, build solid relationships with the people that you're working with, with the production houses that you're uh, that you're going through to get work. Uh, you have to make. You have to 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 be on time. You've got to be available because the biggest thing in voiceover is availability must be available if you're not available there's a hundred other people that are willing to do what you do right <laughs> that's what in general right right so you know especially you know in in businesses where you know there's a lot more money thrown around you know mm-hmm. and uh people that uh, uh you know with the technology being the way it is you got so many people that are, that are more available you know yeah. so yeah you want to uh, availability is huge don't think of it as a get rich quick scheme and you don't have to be uh, uh, linked to one place in order to, to get the work. So uh, if you're willing to work hard and grind at it, it's one of these jobs. It's one of those jobs that it, it really is kind of grain grained in the whole American dream concept, you know, where if you work hard and 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 build solid relationships, you will uh, you will be successful in this business. Now, how successful is really totally up to you. Mm-hmm. In the process you got to figure out who you want to be or what what niche fits you best you know right uh, if you have one style one type of voice if you don't have a heavy voice you don't have to believe uh so i'm trying to i'm trying to give it to you in a bullet point fashion <laughs> but if you if you have if you have uh if you have a heavy voice you're not stuck in just doing you know yeah radio type stuff or whatever you know radio is radio voice acting is a whole nother thing mm-hmm. uh so you know, a lot of the misconceptions that you may have about it, a lot of people do. They think, oh, I just do funny voices and funny characters, and funny sounds. No, it's, I'm acting. <laughs> I'm acting, <laughs> it's acting. way more than that. Yeah, it's way more than that. My, and I'll give a quick story and be done. My wife uh, helped me with a 
project that I did once. It was for uh, for a client that needed a. Um, have you ever seen those computer-based learning projects like you get on a job or something or you take a course and you'll see a person standing there and they've got their hands out like they're teaching it like you know and they're dressed like a teacher in a classroom and they're looking at you and it's just a picture and they're like hi i'm hal and i'm going to show you uh, uh i'm right. going to show you this financial platform and how to be how to get into finance and then you hear this woman that says well hello i'm susie and but susie's not moving it's just a picture of susie yeah and susie's talking right you hear the voice okay and then you're reading the material and as you're reading the material they're explaining it to you well we had something like that to do and so i needed a a female voice and so i said well you know i asked my wife if she'd like to do it and she said sure at that time she didn't know very much about what i did so she came in and i'd already done my part and she watched me and then afterwards i said just you know i walked her through how to do it and so the director we did with a directed session so the director is on call with us and he's telling her what to do and uh she starts to she she starts to read and he's like okay rachel you're too close to the microphone i need you to back up some <laughs> and she reads again he's like you're too far away from the microphone you gotta you gotta get a little bit closer and then he's like you know, I hear things, I hear sounds and stuff like thudding noise. She's talking with her hands, hitting stuff, you know. <laughs> hitting the <laughs> microphone and hitting stuff while she's doing it. Yeah. It's like it's all these things that you don't think about that you do when you're talking. Uh-huh. You can't do when you're in front of a mic. And so, you know, it, it was the whole process of it. She was, by the time she was done, she was so frustrated with it. Like, <laughs> never asked me to do this again. <laughs> and, she, and she had a whole new... She had a whole new appreciation for what I did. She was like, this is hard. Mm-hmm. This is not easy at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm thinking I'm saying it right. And he's still telling me, no, you have to say it this way. No, you have to put more emphasis on this. No, you have to, you know, use an, a different inflection and, and put more emphasis on that word versus this word. Right. And she's like, yeah, this is, she realized how hard it really was. And it was something relatively simple to me. <laughs> her, she saw how hard it was, and so that was, of course, that helped me out a lot. So she realized I wasn't just in there playing around in my little. Office. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm working, yeah. woman. So, and I mean, yeah, it's so crazy because people people believe that you're that you you know. It's like no, I'm I'm back here doing serious work, and they're like, nah, he's just in there playing like it's a video game or something. I'm like, no, this is serious work. He you over know, there spitting bars. He ain't doing no work. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, they think it's just a joke. I'm like, no, it's, 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 it's a lot to it. It's a lot of energy that goes into it because you're acting. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how uninterested you may be in the product. If it's, if it's, a, if it's a financial advisor, you know, the uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, speech that you have to give and you're reading it out, you have to read it with the same enthusiasm mm-hmm. you would if you loved math mm-hmm. and you loved finance. <laughs> so, you know. All of those things go into it. So don't go into voice acting thinking it's just a, uh, uh, you, you, it's just a simple thing. It's a lot to it. Take acting courses. Uh, uh, learn how to harness your tool, which is a, which is your voice. Learn how to take care of your voice because you're gonna find days when you're sick, and you know it's mm-hmm. gonna be a challenge. Um, and 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 uh, hone your craft. Don't just get, you know, just get happy with. You know, with uh, with the little good that you're doing, make sure that you're always working on it and uh, uh, seeking to get better. Look up other voice actors, listen to commercials and what they sound like now. It's, there's a lot to it, and uh, and finding that right sound. You know, find people that are actually uh, making money in voiceover and uh, listen to them because you want to be like people 
you want to pattern yourselves after people that are yourself after people that are, are, are already successful in what you're doing right so those are the best those are the best points pointers that i can give you uh offhand um and voiceover so hopefully that helps somebody out there awesome we appreciate that yeah so Sorry, I'm giving these long-winded answers. I'm hey, long-winded you're good. Answers. This, you're is like, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. This is what we're here to talk. I'm like, give me this. So, you, so now I give me the short version of stuff. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, everybody, don't forget to follow my man, Ray. Uh, what's, your, what's your Instagram? Uh, it is... Uh, uh, Ray uh, Ray Heard voice underscore actor. Mm-hmm. So that's Ray Heard voice underscore actor, and you'll see my picture. And uh, if you if you, I mean that picture is a little different than some of the other pictures of me out there because I went I uh, shaved my head down when I when I took that picture. So no hair <laughs> in the picture. So if I look a little different, that's why. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's me. Any other social <laughs> medias you want you want to throw out there? Uh, I haven't started TikTok yet, so I can't tell you that offhand. But I will be doing that soon. I've got the account up, and I'm just, you know I'm working on it. I want to. I'm starting. I'm trying to push everybody, most of everybody, everyone from Facebook to Instagram. But I keep getting a lot of Facebook requests, like from even the young fans. I'm like, yeah. really? you know, <laughs> which hey, is cool. But I'm trying to get them to transfer over to Instagram because Instagram will be easier. I post things there all the time, uh-huh. and it goes over to my Facebook account. So yeah, right now Instagram is where it's at, um, and uh, everything else will uh, be funneled over uh, to TikTok soon. So that's about it right now. Right. But for any cl- any potential clients, RayHerd.com. You get me on my uh, website, and uh, I mean you can even message. You can also message me through Instagram, but. Uh, 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 and on Facebook under Ray Heard, uh, voice actor, and uh, yeah, I'm available. <laughs> awesome, man! All right, this has been a wonderful interview. I want to thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. You know, this is like yes. this, this has been very nice. I've, I've loved it. Very insightful, very informative. Thank you, thank you both. Good for time talking. We really appreciate your time. Uh, before we leave, can I get a little uh, a little topo topo voice going on? want to talk okay so uh uh thank you both for allowing me to provide some form of justice to all those listening from the 11th universe to all of you trust in the night within and you shall achieve true justice Hey, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't forget to follow Trap Anime uh, at Trap Anime Podcast on Instagram, and don't forget to follow. Uh, check out our website www.trapanimepodcast.com. All right, guys, and we are out of here. Bye. All right. <laughs>